All right, here we go. Let's go. Let's go to the Word this morning. It's strong. You might not like it. You'll get over it. All right? But I got a message. Go look at the last day's church. There's seven churches mentioned in the book of Revelation. I'm not saying I'm going to take a week for every single one of them. But some of them I will, like today. And I'm going to start with the last one today. The last one today. And that is the church at Laodicea. And there's several churches. It starts with the church at Ephesus. There's Smyrna. There's Thyatira. There's Pergamos. There is uh, Philadelphia. There's another one. And then there's this one. All right. Sardis. That's right. Sardis. Thank you. We're going to look at them. We're going to look at them. But not today. We're going to look at the last one today. We're going to set up the series today. So y'all ready or not? Say. Go look at the last days, church. How many, you don't know if these are the last days, but then you know for sure they're your last days. You know that part. But how many are, you've lived life for a while, many of you, and you feel like something is different. Something is feeling different in our world the last few years. How many raise hands and say, that is the truth. That is the truth. Yeah, so even so come Lord Jesus. Amen. But what does the last days, church, look like? We get a little clue a lot of people don't teach a book of Revelation. It is a, it's a mysterious book. Uh, these were actual churches that existed at the time of this writing. However, they all have a prophetic element to them about the future. Now, do we have that down pat? Absolutely not. Have we explored the depths of this scripture? No. But we're just going to look at it today in a practical way. Y'all with me or not? Say. Now, where's this series come from? Well, it comes from me comes from me thinking, and by the way, so glad to have y'all back. So glad to have y'all back. I was so glad I was able to go to Ohio and have a beautiful memorial service for your sister who's in heaven. And she's cheering us on right now. You know that. And I don't mean to make you sad, but I had such a wonderful time with you. You treated me with such kindness and your family and your friends that you have up there. I could have lived right there with those people. That's how good they made me feel. And I just want you to know I love you. You hear me? And I loved being there with you. And it was a good it was a good time. So I hope to maybe we can get some lunch or something and we can just talk a little bit later, okay? God bless you. Thank you for letting me take a little bit of a break. The last day's church, where did this come from? It came from me and because Occasionally, I'll get wind of somebody saying something, or it'll even be online at another church service or something where somebody has called us out over here at the Fellowship Church. Because I actually watch. Yeah, the sheriff down here has got his fist up. You don't want to mess with the sheriff. But anyway, but the point is, is that I watch other pastors. I want to know what they're saying, what their teaching is. And there's some awesome pastors in our area, and there's some that I wouldn't give you a dime for, Okay. And I, I don't get my, nothing out of, or I find a lot of things that are false and contrary to God's word. But anyway, so but anyway, when I got when I got sort of word that we were called a lukewarm church, that sort of bothered me to say the least. Okay, so but that's okay, that's okay. Uh, I know that we're not a lukewarm church, but can we do better? Yes or no? Yes, we sure can. And that's what this whole series is about. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. See how I can do better or improve. I want us to love Jesus Christ here and I want us to love people here. That's what I want us to do here. Amen. And I don't want us to make stuff up. Can you say that with me? I don't want us to what? One more time. I don't want us to what? It's funny. You can get a platform like this and a book called the Bible and it like it almost unlooses you to be a lunatic. 
and make stuff up. And I don't want to do that. I'm crazy enough. I need something to bridle me. I need something to keep me in check because I am crazy. Amen? So we need God's Word. We don't need to add to it. You know, we need to... And certain things I don't understand. If certain things happen back in the day, but I don't see them happening right now like they happened back then, I don't want to pretend that I'm doing what they did. Does that make any sense? So we need to keep it straight. So... New series, Last Day's Church. Let's go, Raj. What are we finding? All right. Well, this one's called The Judging Church. I want to say this, though. The church is in trouble today. They say in the next five to ten years, I forget what the stat was, but about half a million churches in America are projected to close within the next ten years. A half, not a half a million people walking away. We're talking about a half a million buildings being sold or shut down. I was at one the other day in Carolina. Beautiful little church. Beautiful little church. You know what killed it? COVID. COVID killed it. They already had a small congregation. They were doing fine. I was following them on Facebook. I could see it. You're doing good. I went back and reviewed them. You're doing good. What happened? And it just shut down. And they never reopened. You hear me or not? And now that, that church is shuttered and it's for sale. That's happening all across our country. I just want to say again, we didn't shut down our church. That doesn't make us better than somebody, but it's a fact. We didn't shut down our church. We're not going to shut down our church. What if something happens like that again? We still have in church. Y'all understand or not? Now, if you don't show, that's okay. That's okay. We let people be people. Let them make up their own minds. A lot of that took us by surprise, didn't it? Yes or no? And, and now we're coming out. Some of it was flat-out lying mess. We don't know. We don't know everything. But I know I had COVID three times, and I was sick as a dog. You know, so I noticed something because I got sick. But the bottom line is we don't shut our church down. This is important what we do. You might say, have you ever shut the church down? We have before. We've shut it down for a hurricane. All right? Because, I mean, we don't want to kill you, all right? And, uh, and it's mandated we're to get out of here. But even, even then, I don't like shutting the church down during a hurricane. I, usually any hurricane we ever have, even Ian, I stayed. I wrote it out right in here. It was crazy. Water started coming in like Niagara Falls. Whoo, that was crazy. I hated that. But anyway, but uh, other times we've had hurricanes, big ones, man, and I, we've shut down. Very rarely we do it. But I usually come out on that Sunday when it's, we're shut down, and it ain't even windy. It just kills me, man. So anyway, there's too many churches shutting down, so we don't want to be one that shuts down. You hear me or not say? So in the future, you know you don't even need to call. We're here. Got it? Now, if it's a hurricane and we're going to get wiped off the planet, we might not be. But otherwise, we're good. Let's go. The Judging Church. The Judging Church is my title today. There's a church that's mentioned out of these seven, and it's called the Judging Church. I'm going to say some things today. I'm not going to try to be specific to a certain church necessarily, but I will be saying some things, and you're going to sound like I'm judging. I'm not trying to judge. I'm trying to use the scriptures that he's given us about this judging church to see what we're not supposed to be doing and what, what we're not supposed to be like. Does that make any sense to everybody? So let's go with it right now. If you don't know the Bible, you say, I don't understand the Bible. Good. I didn't understand all these years ago either. You're going to learn with me if you just set up and pay attention. Let's go with it right now. Let's go, Raj. Before we do it, though, let's, let's see what really matters. Let's see what's really important. Would you say this out loud with me? And when it says the word, oh, there it is, love. Let's say it out loud. Y'all ready? This is what church is supposed to be about. Let's say it. Ready? Though I speak with the tongues... Of men and of angels, 
Help me now. And have not love, because that's what church is supposed to be about. Y'all know that, right? We love who here? And we love who? If we do all this and we don't have love, say it with me. I become a sounding and a tinkling. And though I have the gift of prophecy, keep reading, and understand all mysteries. This is a smart joker. And all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains. And I have not what? I am any questions? How much clearer could any scripture be? It goes on to say, even though I give my body to be burned, I'm going to burn my body for you, God. And have not love, I am what? Nothing. Then it goes on to say, before this was ever written in chapter 12, Paul talks about gifts. He talks about healings. He talks about this, that, and the other. But then he says this, I show you a more excellent way. And this is the excellent way he showed us. This is what church is supposed to be about. Do you all have any, you, you understand where I'm coming from today? This is what church is supposed to be about. We're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and might. Say it with me. And we're to love our who? Neighbor as our what? So we're to love him, we're to love them. And you're to love you. You're to know that you matter, you have value. That's why the songs they sang today, you know, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's who you are. And when you know that, and you know that God loves you, I'm telling you what, you can really be set free to really live a life for Christ. So, that's the main thing. But what will the church in the last days look like? Here's one of them. There'll be a true church. Many, 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 many true church. If you ever go to a church, commercial, ready? Because I've heard lately there are churches that think they're the only church. Or there's one or two others you should go to, and that's it. They're the only ones doing it right. You're a lunatic if you talk like that. Do you all hear me or not? There are plenty of good churches that are preaching God's Word. They might not be just like you, but they're fantastic churches, and they need to be encouraged, not put down. Amen? So anyway, there are going to be plenty of churches in the last days. If these are the last days, we one of them. Y'all hear me say it. We're a true church that loves Jesus Christ. But in the last days, there's going to be a false church. Many of them. Many of them. Now, I've taught this. I started back when I taught uh, high school students. I used to teach high school students the book of Revelation way back when I was young. It was crazy. And uh, But my views have grown and they my understanding has increased a little bit over the years i used to think in the last days the false church would be a liberal church now i still believe that i believe that what do i mean for example if you're methodist excuse me here we go I'm not trying to be ugly i just read it in a, in, just a couple of days ago in, a, in in the news the methodist church has lost one-fifth at least one-fifth of all their churches because they made a ruling not lining up with the Bible on marriage, on, on male and female, husband and wife. And so they went with the whims of the world, the culture. And you know what? Those that were conservative or solid, they said, we just can't go along with that. 
And that's happening. So the last day's church, I'm not saying everything they teach is terrible. What I am saying, though, the last day's church will give in to the culture. Do you hear me or not? Say. And aren't you feeling it yourself as a family? You have family members. And it's sometimes hard to walk that, that, that line that you need to walk. But anytime you walk with Christ, that's the right walk. But we still need to be what? Loving. We need still to do things in love. But we can't abandon truth. So this is what I thought for years would happen. And boy, is it ever happening. Yes or no? It's crazy. And these are the kind of churches, by the way, that are closing. If you don't have something there, if you're not giving the gospel, if you're not seeing people saved, don't be surprised if your church doesn't shut down instead of having new life come into it. But there will be a false church. It will be a liberal church. But here's the thing I've understood more as I've gotten older and as I've seen things and I've watched things and I listen to TV and I listen to other pastors preach. It's not just a liberal church, but the last days will be a judging church. Do you all hear me or not? It will be a judging church. And say this last part with me. And it will be a church, say it out loud, that does what? makes things up. That's the last day's church where people had their ears tickled. I thought them tickling ears meant back in the day, you know, not standing for God's Word and the truth and the conservative values and things like that, but becoming a liberal. Did you know people love their ears tickled in a lot of ways? They love to come to a church when they give money, they think they're going to get more money. Yes or no? They teach that. You send me this, God's going to bless you and give you back this money. It ain't happening. It's a lie. Did you hear what I just said? And some of you, that bothers you because you grew up in a church like that. I'm sorry. That's not the Bible. We're not to give to get money back. You want to get money back? How about get a job? You want to get money back? How about invest your money? How about go invest your money? Since when did the church become the broker? When the church starts becoming mess like, with mess like that, and most of them, they look big. You see them on TV. But by, listen, the average church now in this country is down. Their attendance runs 65 in this country. So whatever we've been doing, this newfangled mess ain't working. We need to stay true. Don't make things up. So in my strong view, the false church is not just a liberal church. It's a carnival church. In the last days, people are wanting their ears tickled. Nothing like a show. While I'm on a roll, I'll go ahead and roll some more. Y'all ready? Listen, listen, listen. If you can pop on the head at the church and make them fall backwards, but you can't go to Moffitt and heal them, then you're a fake. That's what I'm saying. And you're watching me online. Some of you in the area, you know, it's the truth. I know me. I met a fireman this morning. I know him well, Scott. 9-11. He was at 9-11 when the buildings came down. He lost so many from his team that were killed that day. They worked tirelessly. They worked hours. They, they They worked without sleep. And that's what most good people that are in health care, so they will work till their bones fall off on them because they can help people. It's funny, though, how the church will line you up on Sunday morning, and that's it. And do that, brother, that's not, that's not the plan. You hear me or not? I know that's strong, but you'll get over that too. Here's something else. Most places that do that, that hit people on the head. Have y'all missed me for a week or not? 
You're like, would you go back to Carolina and rest? It was so peaceful before you got back. But people that will hit people on the head. Y'all hear me or not? Boom, hit you on the head. Got to have somebody catch you. What are we doing? What are we doing? You now a catcher? Is that the plan? But then they got to have somebody to throw the blanket on the women, excuse me, so that you don't see their underwear. Anytime we do something at fellowship, well, we're going to have to people throwing blankets on women because they don't go see their underwear. We ain't doing it. Y'all hear me or not? I'm just saying, I believe the last days will be a church where they're making a lot of stuff up. Did that hurt your feelings? You can handle it? You're tough? Good. Stay tough. I'm actually trying to learn. Now we're going to get right to the Scripture, the judging church. This will go pretty good. It's the church at Laodicea. You might say the judging church unto the angel of the church of the, say it with me, Laodiceans, right. These things says Jesus, the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. You know it's Jesus if you go back to chapter 1 of the book of Revelation. The word Laodicea, why am I calling it in the last days? It'll be, the false church will be a judging church. Let's take a quick poll, by the way, real quick. How many really enjoy someone judging you? How many can't stand it when somebody judges you? Can I see somebody? I just can't stand it. Who are they to judge me? Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? The churches, I mean, a lot of churches, we get into that. It's the one thing people can't stand. And we wonder why they're not coming to our church. That's how I felt when I went to church with my drunk mama. I didn't even know them, but I already felt like I'm going to be judged. How many else felt like that when you went to church? I felt like I'm going to be judged. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. That's not the church's business. And some of y'all were taught. That it's a good thing that you don't judge, but you're a fruit inspector. That's not your job. You're to go and you're you're to go and preach the gospel. You're to go and love people. That doesn't mean you can't stand for truth, but it's none of your business to get into all other kinds of business in other people's lives. They need the Lord. They need prayer. They need love. They need help. But if you're judging them, that's not the right thing to do. This word Laodicea literally means people judge. The last day's church will be a church that stands in judgment over people. We don't want Fellowship Church to be that way. You hear me or not? Yes or no? Is anybody welcome here? Yes or no? Absolutely. What if their lifestyle doesn't line up with the Bible? How are they going to learn unless they come here? They, what are we doing here? Come on. We love people. You've got to love people, man. Amen? And I'm old school. This is an old conservative boy. If I can do it, you can do it. Amen? We can do this. The church at Laodicea. Jesus says, I'm the amen. That's the so be it. That's, it is finished. I'm the first. I'm the last. I'm everything. He says, I'm the faithful and true witness. I'm the beginning of the creation of God. Jesus is basically saying to this church, I don't know what you're doing, but it should all be about me, okay? It should all be about me, not you. You understand? So this is the lukewarm church or the false church. 
Jesus gives this church no commendation, nothing. He doesn't have one good thing to say about him, not one. Huh. That's what a lukewarm church looks like. It's one that you can't hardly say nothing good about it. You hear me? We're learning. Keep looking. So only condemnation, he says. Keep looking. Jesus has nothing good to say about them. Look at what he says. I know your works. That you're neither, say it with me, cold nor hot. Most people think a church just needs to be hot. That's not the point here. We do need to be on fire for the Lord. I get that. But did you know he's not trying to say that? He says, I would that you were what? Cold or what? How many like cold coffee in the morning? How many? A few of you? How many like hot coffee in the morning? How many like coffee that's lukewarm and ain't even hardly? Y'all like that? What he's trying to say is, I would that you were cold or hot. Cold is good. Cold is good. We could use some cold right now in hot Florida. Yes or no? Amen. But hot is good. How many likes an oven that ain't hot? You put your stuff in there and you set it on 350 and it don't get up by like one and a quarter. We don't like that. So cold is good. Hot is good. Jesus says, I wish you were either of those things, but you're not. You are what? Say it with me. You're what? Come on, one more time. We're trying to learn what is a lukewarm church. You are what? So you, that means you're not cold. means you're not hot. means you're somewhere in the middle. Plain English, that's called what? Lukewarm. He said, because you're neither of the cold nor the hot, which both of those are good, I will then do what? Speak out of my mouth. Is that pretty clear so far? Plain English, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Any questions so far? So this is Jesus, the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. It's all about him. It's his plan. He put it all together. And you turn it into something that it ain't. And I'm sick of it. This is what... One glimpse of the last day's church will look like. Is that clear so far? Keep looking. Jesus condemns them. This is very important. Because you say, say it with me, I am. I have no idea why any church that wants to stand for Christ would preach about riches. Did, you, did I lose you? I don't understand. And they use scriptures like this. Jesus became poor. If you know the scripture, finish it with me. That you through his poverty might be made... So let me get this straight. Jesus came, born in Bethlehem, grew up a life, didn't have a place to lay his head died on a cross, everybody rejected him, he rose from the dead, so you could be wealthy. Is that what you're trying to tell me? You're a lunatic. That scripture means Jesus became poor, that you through his poverty, you might be rich. How many would say, in the world standards, I ain't rich? How many would raise your hand and say, in the world standards, I ain't rich, I ain't rich. But how many would say, 
But because of Jesus Christ and my home in heaven and everything he's done in my life, I am rich. Can I see some hands? That's what the scripture means. The lukewarm church, the last day's church, will be enamored with money. Let me ask you something else. How many love that going to a church where they're hammering money all the time? How many just love that? Be honest. How many of you don't like that? Isn't it funny? We're doing things in the last day's church that's actually opposite of the way he would want us to do it. That make any sense? Let's keep looking. You say you're rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing. And you don't know you're wretched. Jesus speaking. And he, he only used these kind of words for Pharisees and stuff. This is some tough talk. You're miserable, you're poor, you're blind, and you're naked. Wow. I do not want to be this church. You say, let's look, I'm rich. These are my words. No humility. That's just my words that I'm writing there when I read. No humility to say I don't need anything. Say I have it all. I've arrived. I'm increased with goods. I put no Bible there. But I think the last day's church will have plenty of the Bible. And they'll twist it. Can you say that? They'll have plenty of the Bible. And they'll what? They'll twist it. I don't need anything. I believe a lot of the last day's churches, you'll go to their services and you'll have a hard time getting saved. What does that mean? How are you going to get saved unless you hear about Jesus? How are you going to get saved unless you hear that you're a sinner, that you need Christ, that He's the only way to God the Father? How are you going to get saved? Talking about you give your money, you're going to get rich. I'm going to get you your healing. Where did Jesus go? Oh, excuse me. Really kick the TV off the tape. Are y'all hearing the message or not? You might not like the message. I don't give a hoot. It's the right thing. The church of Laodicea was full of self. If you come to this church, I know I'm the pastor. I know I have a crazy personality. I'm just being me. But this church is not about me. I am the pastor. We started in my house. Somebody had to. But it wasn't me by myself. I had a lot of people with me. I hardly do anything at Fellowship Church. Now, all I do is get up here and run my mouth. The church is the body. But it, it just can't be a place where we go worship this one joker. Did y'all hear me or not? Say. I didn't tell the first crowd this, but I'm going to tell you this. I've said it before. I know it's crude. Try not to put me up on a pedestal. If you put me up here, just imagine me sitting on the toilet. I know that's crude. That ain't right to say. But if i got to tell you that, I'll just tell you that. I'm not better than you. I'm not above you. I don't deserve any worship. I just have a big mouth, and God called me to preach. Amen? But it's about Jesus. About Jesus. Y'all hear me? Y'all cool? All right. So the church of Laodicea will be full of self, full of stuff, stuff. Now, listen, we got stuff. We got stuff. There's no doubt about that. But, guys, we didn't borrow money to get the stuff. 
We didn't get the stuff by telling people, you're going to get rich if you give us your money. We got stuff the old-fashioned way. Worked for it, saved, tried to do good deals, tried to do what we can. Amen? Number three, Church of Laodicea, full of bull. These are my words. So what will the last day's church look like? Can you say it out loud in case you don't know much? Say this with me. You can learn this. It'll be full of, full of, and full of. One more time. You're learning. Let's go. It'll be full of, full of, and full of. All right. You got it or not? We don't want to be that. Do we struggle with this? Sure we struggle with this. As a church, we struggle. We're not a perfect church. We struggle. Where we see there's issues, we ought to deal with them. Jesus says to them, you're wretched. You're miserable. You're poor. But wait a minute. We got the money. You're poor to him. You're naked. Wait, look at my fancy clothes. You're naked to me. You're blind. Man, I can prophesy and vision and see things. You're blind as a bat. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus gives some counsel then. Here's a funny thing. I know I'm preaching this message a little bit tough today, but here's Jesus knowing exactly the way the last day's church is. This was a particular church. It was a real church. But, but he, look at what he's trying to do. He still tries to go to them and get them to get right. Isn't that nice? Look at him. That's the kind of Savior we have. He knows he's got sinners to work with. He knows that we're screwed up. He doesn't, give a, he doesn't give a blank check. He wants us to get right. He says, I counsel you to buy me uh, buy of me what? Well, oh, that's money, right? No. Jesus' money and your money ain't the same money. Your money, he uses that in heaven for asphalt. In heaven, the streets are what? Not as big a deal as we make it. The most important thing to Jesus is your faith and your trust. He says, buy of me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich, real riches, white raiment, that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear. Anoint your eyes with some eye salve that you can really start seeing. So what does that mean? Now, again, these are people that studied long before me. These are some of my views, but also some views of others. What, what, what does this passage mean right here? Buy of me or get of me gold. White raiment. And I said, he said, this is what you really need. This is what you really need. Not worshiping yourself, not getting the stuff, not being full of bull. Here's what you really need. You need some gold. What is gold with God? Would you say that out loud? It's what? What if a poor man don't have no money? Can the poor man still have faith? That's the problem with the current church that preaches prosperity. It only works where there are prosperous people. It doesn't work in poor countries. It doesn't work in poor mountain towns. It doesn't work in where people are impoverished and they get a bowl of rice. Does that mean they're not Christians? They can't serve God? They don't, they're not getting right with God because they don't have any money? Am I losing you today? See, because God doesn't trade in gold. We need money to make things run here. We know that. But is that what it's about? No. 
It's about this. Say it with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have... See, that's what it's about. And God says, would you get some, get, get some real gold? That's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You cannot have money and still please the Lord. You don't have two nickels to rub together. You can still please the Lord. But if you don't have faith, you can't please Him at all. That's gold with God. Y'all got that? For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That doesn't mean he's going to make you rich and reward you. He's going to bless you. He's going to be with you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to save you. He's going to give you a home in heaven. Isn't that pretty nice? For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, say it with me, the just shall live by what? Not your money. Am I losing you? I think I lost half the crowd. What if the online folk are still there? I have no idea. Keep looking. What is white raiment? He says, get gold from me. He said, get white raiment from me. What is white raiment? It's not our self-righteousness. Good judging. Put on his righteousness. Put on his righteousness. We all are unclean. Our righteousness, our righteousness is as what? Filthy rags. We all fade like a leaf. And our iniquities like the, the wind are taking us away. Therefore, though, if any man be in what? He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Put on His righteousness. Receive Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord. Put Him on. You hear me? For He has made Jesus to be sin for us. Who knew no sin that we could put on His righteousness now. Does that make any sense to you? That's what we need to do. Put our faith in Him. Put on Him in our life. Number three, what's that ISAF stuff? Again, different people think different things. I, I totally am right here with this one. I believe it's the forgiveness of God. This is what this church needed. This church needed to have faith in Jesus, not your money. This church needed to be clothed in the righteousness of God, not your self-righteousness. This church needed forgiveness. They didn't even know they needed it. In whom we have redemption through whose blood? Whose blood? And the what? Forgiveness of our sins. He looked at them and said, you're naked, you're miserable, you're blind. Because they didn't know Jesus. And you hath he quickened who were what? Dead in what? Trespasses and sins. For by grace we're what? Through what? That's gold with God. And that not of who? That's self-righteousness. Not of works, lest any man should what? We don't need to boast. We need to be forgiven. Does that make any sense? I'm trying hard up here today. So we're done, Rog. Are you ready, buddy? Here we go. Faith in God is what makes you rich. Say that out loud with me. Faith in God is what makes... This isn't a message against money today. 
We were able to do the things we did over the last many years because people worked, because people saved, because people invested, because people thought this was a worthy ministry to invest in and give. We never one time, and if I did, I'm sorry for ever doing it. I don't think I ever did it. Said, if you give, if you give, you're going to get money back. You know, or get wealthy. You understand? We don't do that here. It's not that it makes you rich. It's your faith in Jesus Christ that makes you rich. Amen? Number two, the righteousness of God is what clothes you and makes you what? Boy, isn't that the place you want to be in your life? To where God knows you, you know Him. You're not trying to hide anymore. Wouldn't that be nice? Say, that's what God wants for you. Number three, the forgiveness of God does what? You want to quit judging? Why don't you seek forgiveness from God and see if you don't treat people different? When I realize the sinner I am, that's how I get up here and preach, to be honest with you. A lot of y'all are better than me. You don't have the mind problems I got. Some of you don't. I was 12 years old. My stepdad, who murdered my mother, started putting penthouse and hustler magazines on my dresser when I was 12 years old. Needless to say, I've had a screwed up mind. How many other fellows especially would raise a hand and say, that was me too, Pastor, that was me too, so I've a screwed up mind? You can't believe the preacher said that, can you? I'm not better than you. I'm not above you. I need forgiveness. You need forgiveness. You hear me or not? The judging church. We have no reason or right to stand here and judge people today. How many have done some real nasty sin in a building? Can I see some hands? Some nasty. I mean nasty people. Nasty, nasty. That's where you go to church with them kind of folk. <laughs> we got no business. We need to love the snot out of people. Amen? And I finish with this. Nine attributes. I know I'm late today, but this is a good message. I liked it. Nine attributes of a judging church. Ready? Just for learning. Number one, well, obvious, they judge other people. That's the last day's church. Standing in judgment over other people. Number two, they're proud. That sort of goes with judging, doesn't it? Yes or no? Hand in, hand in glove. <laughs> the humble man don't usually judge. The proud man. Number three, the last day's church. They doubt or what? Number four. You really need to say this out loud. They what? Diminish or what? I'm not saying churches aren't out there and they believe in Jesus, but you can't find Him in their service because you've diminished Him. He should be everything. Y'all hear me or not? Everything. Now, we're teaching God's Word, but if I spend all my time up here, or half my time up here, talking about how rotten and sorry the government is, you can figure that out on your own. 
People need me to teach stuff like this that they've never heard before. How many feel like your toes are stepped on a little bit today? Some of you? Good, I want them stepped on. Number five, the last day's church, judging church. They choose what? Over. We don't choose your money over Jesus here. Matter of fact, we say it this way. If you can't give cheerfully, what? That's my way of saying we choose Jesus. Okay? We run out of money, we run out of money. <laughs> but guess what? 21 years, we ain't run out of money. I think we'll just hang, hook the wagon to Jesus and keep riding. I think we're going to be fine. Number six, last day's church, they are what? Sinful rather than? That's why I say a lot of this can be us as well. That's why we need to watch it as well, because we can be sinful. I can be sinful. You can be sinful. Last day's church. They choose what? Blindness over? We can do that as well. We can choose to stay in our sin and walk around blind as a bat instead of dealing with the crap in our life. Number eight. It gets bad, guys. They're left behind. This last day's church met, they're meeting, they're doing, they're this, but many of them are not going to go to heaven. Left behind. When Christ comes, they're not going. Last day's church, number nine, they're bound for hell. Why in the world would we have a church like this that ends up there? It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Amen? Let's thank the Lord for His Word. We're done. Amen. We're done. Boom! Out of here. Crazy message. <laughs> Amen. Let's stand together. Let's stand together. I'm sure I'll get letters and little notes and all that good stuff this week. I was lacking mail, so thank you. No, don't write me something ugly. I'll, I'll actually talk about it up here on stage in front of you. I did. I will. This was a good message. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We don't have it all right all the time. Say that with me. We don't have it all right all the time. One more time. We don't have it. And I want you to say that. There are plenty of other good churches other than Fellowship Church. We ain't the only one. Did you hear me? It's important. You might say, why is he having me do all this? Because we live in a crazy world. I'd like you to have a sane church. Maybe an insane preacher, but a sane church. Amen.